Well, Andrew, as far as the AFL world is concerned, the two Queensland clubs are the ones grabbing mm. all the headlines this morning. Joining us now from the Herald Sun and Fox Footy, it's John Ralph. Ralphie, good morning. Hello, guys. It feels like we're in a pandemic and all uh, all roads lead to a Gabba Grand Final again. You're right, with the massive views over not only Stewie Dew, but Eric Hipwood. So it should be as well, gentlemen. Well, well we agree with that, Ralphie. Well, you know what? It, it, no, I'll tell you what, I've got sick of a lot of... All of my friends are up there in Port Douglas and Palm Cove, and I've got sick of all of their sort of, you know, rain emojis of seven days of rain. They're trying to get out of the respite of a long, cold uh, winter, and any danger you might turn on a little bit of the weather, but it is it is a little bit better than all that Instagram bragging that, you know, when you're stuck here, just nose to the, to the wheel, and all of a sudden people are putting beautiful you know, photos of... Cote d'Azur and Palm Coast, so, yeah, a little bit of Schadenfreude there. <laughs> now, Ralphie, uh, Eric Hipwood, there seemed to be sort of a, a gathering momentum that he would get some sort of suspension, but that was uh, sort of cut back last night's, uh, in last night's result. Did that surprise you, or did you expect to see uh, a fine as opposed to a suspension? Well, I think I'm one of the only ones who's actually looked at the match review guidelines. So as soon as we were reported before the MRO came out on Friday night that you know he was likely to be sent straight to the tribunal, I just thought that the the punishment um, wouldn't have fitted the crime if he was suspended. You know, under those guidelines, careless umpire contact is very specifically about pushing your opponent into uh, an umpire, and the fine there was always too grand. And so I think what happened is is, is exactly what should have. They put it to the tribunal because it was a bit of an outrider. You know, those um, careless umpire contact um, decisions are mostly about blokes at a stoppage as the umpire backs out. Mm. And it was such a, a weird old case. And we're so uh, so um, keen to actually show that we care about umpires that, that I think sometimes taking these cases to the tribunal, hearing the testimony of the players and the umpires involved, and then still only finding them is the right course of action. Now, what I'd love to do, uh, the, the AFL to do over the off-season is to say, we actually don't think that's a big enough penalty. You know, we're going to suspend players for that, which I think is absolutely fine. But you can't make rules on the run. I mean, you can't change the, the, the match review guidelines just because they don't suit you or because it was a bit of a, 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 um, you know, a, a, a left-field outcome. Now, the AFL, of course, has in their own way, you know, tweaked uh, a lot of the different rules. But, but philosophically, they shouldn't be changing rules on the run. And so I think everyone now, every AFL player now, is very well aware. You've got to be much more careful than Eric Kipwood was. But, but in, that, in that, his testimony and in the, the, um, uh, the replay itself, it showed that Ryan Gardner shifted into his way. He was trying to push him away. I think it's very hard to uphold a case that he was deliberately trying to push him into the umpire. And so, so we all get that um, cautionary um, shot across the bows. And Hipwood gets to play next week. Mm. Ralphie, you've said whenever you sit in on tribunal hearings, you uh, uh, jump ship every time a case is presented. Did you did you stick solid with Eric all through the night, or were you jumping to and from? Uh, yeah, I think as soon as you um, as soon as you get the testimony from the AFL guys, and they use all that fancy language there. You think you well, and more to the point, you saw the grounds fall over the weekend, didn't you? From the likes of David King and also um, Gary Lyon, who, who just thought you know that we should. Um, uh, that for the good of the game, that, that for a cautionary tale for, for all AFL players, that Eric should have been suspended. So, um, uh, to be honest, I was making a few calls on Stuart Hugh. I was a bit distracted by the, the tribunal there. I didn't see as much of it as I might have. But, look, I think because of that grounds where you thought to yourself, yeah, they could suspend him. So, so I think they made the right decision there. And I, I think, yeah, I think if they changed the rules, we'd all be happy with that. But right at the moment, you know, you go to court, you, you, you can only be, you know, charged on the rules of the day, not, not on you know, uh, some arbitrary umpiring crackdown that only, of course, occurred during the pre-season.
And uh, you say you're at the tribunal and uh, taking calls or making calls on Stewie Jew. What's the uh, outcome of your investigations? Yeah, a two-year deal, I believe, which will be announced as early as this morning. You know, it's just fantastic news for Stewie Jew. No, I was just in, you know, I was in Richmond there uh, catching up with the contact and, you know, um, Gillian McLaughlin passed by in the pre-season. I'll, I'll just pick up that name. It's a beautiful little bit of name dropping, but, you know, it just <laughs> happened so infrequently. And, and while we were there, he got a text message from Mark Evans and yeah, he wouldn't tell us at the time, but, but I saw his, his heart drop. I saw his face sink. And, and, and he said, oh, yeah, someone's injured. Now, you know, I did a bit of digging and obviously it quickly came out that it was um, that it was Ben King who went down with an ACL in the pre-season. And, uh, you know, to, to think back to that and to think, what chances were Stewie due to be re-extended mm. when his best player in Ben King went down? Of course, we've seen in, you know, recent weeks, Will Powell and uh, Lucky Weller and even over the weekend, Connor Butterick all came, went down with, with ACL tears. So four of his best players out with ACL tears. You know, all the dramas of sort of, you know, harrowing losses to Port Adelaide and, of course, Collingwood on the weekend. And yet he's still been able to build a, a team that's, that's capable of playing finals. I don't know if it will, but it's capable of. You know, a really established brand that a lot of other coaches really respect, as you saw with Damien Harvick on Monday night pumping it up. And just a great camaraderie in that team. And so, as a result, you know, they've gone early. You know, he will get his extension. Alistair Clarkson won't get to the Gold Coast, which so many people would have thought, if not certain, well, really highly likely in that preseason. And I just think it's it's one for the good guys. I mean, everyone respects Stewie Jew, but I also like him. And you know, I think they're building something really special on the Gold Coast. It seems as though uh, the players have all bought into, which is, I think, more important as well, Ralphie. And he's also got a good group of assistant coaches with him. And his list boss there with, with, uh, uh, with Wayne Campbell and what Craig Cameron's doing as well. It all helps out. Was there ever a discussion between Mark Evans, do you think, and Alistair Clarkson, even if it was just a, a passing one over a coffee one day about the possibility of Alistair being interested even in going to the going to the Suns? Yeah, I think if you ask um, Mark, well, Mark would say that you know he, he talked to him last uh, summer when he said, well, uh, Clark, could you come in and be a mentor for Stewie Jew, who, of course, he coached you know, through that premiership and knows so well at Port Adelaide. And then Clarko had a bit of a celebration at the MCG, a private dinner that Mark was at. And so I think all of us would have thought at some stage, surely Mark would have said, what do you think? But, you know, Mark's pretty adamant. He just says, look, Stuart Jew is our guy. I think, you know, everyone at Gold Coast has been uh, transparent enough to know that, you know, if the proverbial hit the fan, that Clarko probably would have been the first cab off the rank. But, look, they've always been really strong that, you know, that they've never had any conversations about him coming into being in the senior coaches. I think a lot of I think a lot of clubs surely would have called his manager James Henderson and just said, "Look, is he available?" Uh, to, to which, yeah, and, and I think that 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 clearly there would have been some ambassadorial fund there from the AFL. So it was really um, well known within the, the Clarkson camp that if he was to get a significant pay rise, you know, the big money, it was going to be at the Gold Coast. And so there was just so much attraction there. Uh, Clarko's daughter is in university, I think, in Brisbane. I'm not sure. I think it's Brisbane rather than the Gold Coast. So there were just a lot of things that really lined up. And of course, he would have known how much talent they had. So, so to think that they absolutely knew that Clarko was a real uh, possibility to come and join them if they wanted, and yet they still thought, no, no, we believe Stewie Jew's the man. Oh, I thought that was brilliant. Now, you know, um, the, the way they've lost games has been just as impressive. You know, the, the Port Adelaide and you know, Collingwood losses haven't gone their way, and yet, you know, they've been in those games right up to their eyeballs. So you think about, you know, um, another year with, with Matty Rowell and, and, and Anderson and Rankin in the last six weeks, and Ben King coming back. And you know, the way they've cobbled together a forward line with Marbia Chole and uh, and also Levi Casbolt, you know, it's been absolutely absolutely inspirational. Now it guarantees them nothing next year, but but when you have a brand like that and talent that wants to stay together and do something special, 
well, well, I think that window opens up for him for the next, let's, let's call it five or seven years, because the players just want to stay there right now. Well, just on Clarkson, uh, Ralphie, I mean, obviously, well, many years ago, the AFL seemed to have pushed Lee Matthews towards Brisbane. I mean, when Melbourne were going badly, uh, Paul Roos seemed to have been uh, strongly encouraged to go there to, <laughs> to sort them out. Are they going to try and push Clarkson to North Melbourne, do you think, and would he be interested? It's uh, a great point, yeah. Uh, look, I don't, Clark has said over the last couple of weeks, like, I want to go somewhere and I want to chase a flag. Now, no, I would think at almost every other club, you think to yourself, yeah, that could happen in five years. And yet, it, you know, it just seems so far away in North Melbourne. They've got some talent, but they probably need to, you know, um, they probably need to rebuild again for the next three or four years and then put themselves in that window. You know, they're not even going to retain all of the talent they have there, so they might be back to the, 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 the blocks as well, you know. So, look, I think he's more likely to get to a GWS. You know, and i put it this way, if you're Clarko, and the only thing that can really um, furnish your legacy again is another premiership. So you go to GWS, where you've got Toby Green, Tom Green, um, Sam uh, Taylor, who could be the best you know, centre-half back in the league at some stage, Jesse Hogan, who's a bit banged up, but a magical player, and then Cornelio, Whitfield, Kelly, Hopper, Taranto. Or you go to North Melbourne, who have... What have they got right now? You know, mm. Jason Horn Francis, who was the number one you know, draft pick, has had a fine year, but you know, might even leave to go back. So I think North Melbourne's much more likely to, to, to move on their coach uh, and then bring in another a younger um, uh, development coach. And that might seem silly because he hasn't worked. But he's not, he hasn't worked because he's not a development coach. He's worked because his relationships haven't been great and his tactics haven't been great. You know, so you bring in that Adam Kingsley type or a, uh, an Adam Uze, of course, the senior assistant at Melbourne, and you get an absolutely elite you know, intellectual property from a really good club, either Richmond or, or, or Melbourne. You get a real... Um, relationships builder, you know, they, don't, they had Daniel G in Syracuse, who then went to Essendon. You know, they had the option to do that when he was into the last three with um, uh, with Robert Harvey, and they chose a, you know, a bloke who hadn't been a senior coach, and senior coach taking to, takes you to very dark, deep places, and as it's turned out, he hasn't had those relationships. So I suppose the question is, you know, when do they move on um, uh, their coach, you know, and, and how do you time it correctly? Now, if it was me, I'd think, okay, we've got a review there that's underway right now. It's got three more weeks to, to, to go. We want to get a priority pick. So we probably don't want to win too many games, but we also want to keep our players. And so I think if they, you know, moved on David Noble with three or four weeks left at the end of the season, you know, you bring in your caretaker coach, you know, um, and, and you're still probably not going to win the games for the priority pick. And yet you're saying to your place, it's okay. You know, there's a new energy about the place. You know, it's, it's not the dark old days of David Noble. So it's as ghoulish as that to be thinking, what's the exact week in which we move on David Noble? But that's, that's where it's got to right now. Always a pleasure, John. Thank you very much for your time this morning. We'll catch up next week. Wonder if Queensland's still in the headlines. <laughs> Thanks, guys.